You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is episode number 62, Change. Well, hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you, and this one definitely matters to you. In fact, this one is so different and unusual. It's actually really kind of fun that the topic itself is about change, because this episode is a change from our norm. I am sharing with you today an episode that I recorded in the Get Your Goal group, which is my private coaching and accountability. Facebook group where we all talk about the kinds of goals that we are getting. It tends to be weight loss related, but there are other fitness goals, business goals, personal goals, and just life stuff that we end up talking about all the time. So what we do every week is we have, I call it the Monday meeting, and we meet on Zoom. And generally speaking, I do a little, I call it a little chat. It's essentially like a mini podcast, which is why I'm sharing it with you today on the podcast. And then I open the floor to questions, comments, personal coaching, what have you, so that so that people can get lots of one-on-one access with me and I can help you get your goal, as is the stated goal of the group itself. But what I'm sharing with you today is simply the the chatting part, the, the mini podcast part, which actually isn't even all that many. It's about as long as a regular podcast. For privacy purposes, I didn't want to share the entirety of the episode, but if you do join the Get Your Goal group, you actually have access to the replays in the group um, forever. I don't ever take them down. Because it's really, it's amazingly powerful to watch somebody else get coached on something, even if it's not a topic or a problem that you necessarily have, hearing how somebody else's thoughts are creating their reality really opens up your mind for how your thoughts create your reality. So each week, I like to offer up a topic and we certainly don't have to stay on topic, but I like to offer up a topic and kind of explain, you know, here's here's how to think about this sort of thing. So last week's topic, which I'm sharing with you today, was the topic of change and how how we all seek to make changes, and yet there are some changes that are going to be better for us than others. So let me tell you really quickly that the audio quality is not amazing. I I, I realized after the fact that this would be a really good topic to, to have here on the, the regular podcast. So unfortunately, the audio is just recorded off of my laptop, which is mediocre at best. So, so I do apologize for that. Next time I share something from the group, I will record it with better audio equipment. In the meantime, this is still really, really good information for you. So enjoy. All right, you guys, I have something fun to talk about today. We're going to talk about change. (laughs) Ooh, doesn't that sound exciting? (laughs) Not really, huh? I've been thinking about this a lot lately about how, how often, I'm really specific, I've been thinking about this since Friday. Because on Fridays at the the Friday Q&A in the high, how, how often I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, you've heard me say this so many times. And I've been thinking about how that applies to lots of different things. How if you're getting results, you should definitely stick with what you are doing. And yet, we all get to this point where, where we feel like we should change something. Like, you know, 
And some of it, some of it is very naturally our brains always looking for problems to, to solve, always, always, always looking for the next thing that needs to change to help us, you know, get where we want to go. And so I was thinking about ways that we can offer our brain the ability to change without really changing. <laughs> I know that that sounds like a really funny thing to say, but I was thinking about really specifically, I was thinking about myself because, you know, that's what we all do. <laughs> I was thinking about myself and I was thinking about how, you know, I'm very, very happy with the growth that I have on my channel. I mean, I'm extremely thrilled. Last year, last year alone, okay, I started 2020 with 59,000 subscribers and I have 148,000 right now. Like, in a year, I got as many subscribers as it took me six years before that to get. <laughs> like, like 2020 was a phenomenal year of growth for me. So you'd think, oh, I'm perfectly happy. I'm just going gonna, gonna to keep doing what I'm doing and it's all good, right? And yet, I'm finding myself looking for ways to make changes so that I can continue to grow, so that I could possibly even grow more, that I could grow better, that I could grow faster. I mean, hard to imagine, but, but I've been thinking about this thing about how it's not broken, so therefore, why wouldn't I just continue to do what I've been doing? And yet, and yet I do think that there is an opportunity for change. And I'm going to tell you that this actually does apply to you, even if you are losing weight. I know that I, know that I tell you, you know, there's just five things to do. You're always supposed to do the same five things. It's not like that changes. And so rather than looking for things to change with, oh, I'm going to try a whole different way of eating, or I'm going to try a whole different way of exercising, or I'm going to try a whole different way of X, Y, or Z, I'm going to encourage you to actually think about changing your consistency <laughs> to go from 80%, 85%, even 90%, 95%, all the way to 100 a hundred percent consistency will make changes in the results that you're getting. Shirley's nodding, and that's actually part of why I was even thinking, I was thinking about you and how this relates to you, how your phenomenal weight loss in December and January has been due to a hundred percent consistency. And you were already doing great. You were losing really steadily, and you were at what, like somewhere between 85 and 95 all the time. I mean, you've been fabulous, and yet that 100% made a huge difference in your results. For me personally, because of course I'm going to keep bringing this back around to me. <laughs> I, had, I had lots of growth in 2020, and yet I was still very much trying to reach a lot of different audiences. I was still kind of going back and forth with push days and weight loss, and sometimes we talk about running, and sometimes we do this, and sometimes we do that. And I have made the commitment to myself to really, really focus on weight loss. Yes, there are people who will, Amanda, <laughs> use my workouts for maintenance. And <clears throat> there are people who will continue to use my workouts for body shaping. And yes, I have a backlog of 800 videos that you can use for literally anything in the world. But by being 100% consistent with my message that you are capable of losing weight. You don't have to work out harder. Moderation is the way to go. We embrace our bodies. We love our bodies. The things that I talk about most of the time, I have decided to be 100% committed 
to that being my message. This is who I'm talking to. And yeah, it absolutely is terrifying, frankly, because it means that some people aren't going to want to do my videos anymore. I mean, some people aren't trying to lose weight and that's fine. That's totally fine. I feel, I feel like people who, who are there, who are enjoying the workouts can hear what they want to hear and kind of let go of the things they don't want to hear. Whereas the people who aren't sure if I'm talking to them won't know if I'm talking to them unless I am 100% consistent with my message. This is my message. Love your body. Love yourself. Embrace it all. Anyways, so 100% consistency can make a really big difference. And here's, here's two reasons why. Number one, it makes a big difference in your results. <laughs> it totally makes a difference in your results. But also, it really makes a difference in how you even approach things. Like if you come into your week, for example, and you've got meals planned and you, you've got it ready to go and there's this thought in the back of your mind like, well, if things go sideways, it's okay. If you come into it knowing I am going to be 100% consistent, I am going to hit my calories on the nose every single day. It changes how you look at your day. And it's not that you're being like mean to yourself. And I know that sometimes it kind of sounds like that when I'm talking about being rigid and hitting your goal 100% target 100% and blah, blah, blah. but it actually is a huge relief. It is a huge relief to simply have it decided I'm going to hit my target. Then there's no question. There's none of that back and forth. There's none of that debate. There's none of that. Well, maybe I could have one cookie and it wouldn't be so bad. No, you've either planned for the cookie or you haven't. You either have room in your target or you don't. If you do, have the cookie. That's totally fine. I'm never going to tell you not to have the cookie. <laughs> Trust me, I baked cookies last night. Never going to tell you not to have the cookie. But what I'm going to tell you is make sure that that cookie is 100% on your target. Ta-da! When you open yourself up to to having that that hundred percent consistency and i know it sounds like you're closing yourself up when you're when you're thinking about it sometimes it sounds like a scarcity thing it sounds like oh i have to or like <clears throat> but when you have already made the decision that you are simply going to be a hundred percent it's actually easier it frees up your mind to not be constantly debating, to not be constantly arguing with yourself and then judging yourself later when you didn't hit your 100% consistency and gosh darn it, I always do that. And all that kind of stuff. No, you just, just hit it. Boom, there it is. And in this vein of hitting your 100% consistency, the other, the other change that I would like to suggest for you is 100% commitment. <laughs> and are, they are totally related. But when you are, and this is something that I have always, always talked about internally with myself, when I am tapping at it, when I'm just kind of tapping at something, imagine yourself like trying to nail, trying to nail something. When you're just kind of tapping at it with the hammer, it takes forever. You know, it's not, it's, it's not really going in. You're not going to be able to hang your picture. It just tap, 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 tap. If you know 100% that this is where you want the nail to go and you just whack it with the hammer. That 100% commitment. Yeah, you might hit your thumb. You totally might. But you're going to hit it really darn hard. When you just whack it with the hammer, you are in. It's done. You can hang the picture. Boom. 100% commitment does the same thing as the 100% consistency. I mean, they are essentially the same thing. It puts your brain in a position where it has already solved 
the problem. You have closed the loop. I love this visual of closing the loop. When you keep a loop open, and this is something that storytellers talk about all the time and um, marketers, this is why I, I use this phrase, closing the loop. As a marketer, I want you to click on my whatever. I want you to buy my whatever. I want you to watch my video, whatever. So I need to open a loop for you. I need you to be a little bit curious about what's going to happen. Specifically, I'm thinking about like my thumbnails. I want you to be curious. Well, what's this video going to be about? So you will click on it. It's why people ask you questions. When you start looking for it, you will notice in all advertising how people ask you questions. Our brains love to answer questions. We want to close that loop, that thought loop. So when we have a question, it opens up a loop, and when we answer it, it closes it. When you don't have any questions in your mind about whether or not you're going to hit your targets, it's going to happen 100%. When you don't have any question in your mind about whether or not you are committed to hitting your targets, you have closed the loop. Your brain spends not quite zero time, but it spends almost no time on these decisions anymore. It's why it's also why I offered to you that you should be making decisions ahead of time. When you have already decided something, your brain closes that loop. If you already know this morning what you're having for dinner tonight, that's what you're having for dinner tonight. Like you don't have to spend all day thinking about it. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to spend the half of that energy all day while you're doing something else. Like, gee, I wonder if I have all the ingredients I, I need for this. Or I wonder what sounds good for dinner tonight. Or I wonder what everybody else is going to want for dinner tonight. When you are not doing that constant ruminating on whatever, whatever decision you have not made, you will have so much free time in your brain to actually focus on other things that you want to do. You will be able to relax when you want to relax. You will be able to focus when you want to focus. You won't have 57 browser tabs open <laughs> asking yourself all the different questions about what am I doing next? Well, next, you're going to hit your targets. You're going to hit what you need to drink for water. You're going to do your workout today. You're going to hit your, your calorie target. You're going to spend some time managing your mind. It's just it's done because you've already decided you have closed that loop. There's no curiosity. There's no questions. There's no ruminating. There's no nothing that needs to be done. It simply is as good as done. I mean, you still have to actually do it, but it's as good as done when you are a hundred percent committed. The thing about being a hundred percent committed also, it opens it up for the third C. <laughs> you are welcome to change your curiosity. You can be curious about what's going on with yourself rather than judging yourself. I highly recommend this change. I wholeheartedly embrace this kind of a change. I spent seven years judging my performance on YouTube and always came up lacking. No matter what I did, no matter how good it was, no matter how many times people wrote comments, you've changed my life. I spent a lot of time telling myself I could be better. Rather than simply letting that be the thought that rattles around in my brain constantly. I've, well, actually, I've done two things. And I actually just recorded a podcast about this that's coming out this coming Sunday about, about embracing the fact that I'm going to speak negatively to myself because, because I do. It's just there. But the other thing that I've done is I've opened myself up for being curious. Okay, if you think I could have been better, how? If there was something else I could have done, what? Rather than simply hearing the negative self-talk and believing it, like, oh, I could have done better. Okay, 
how? Like, what exactly would I have done? What exactly can I improve on in the future? And what exactly will that do for me? And I will tell you that, I mean, in my case, really specifically when I'm, when I'm being curious instead of just speaking negatively to myself, I have found that the negative talk doesn't really have anything to back it up. <laughs> like, like when I say, oh, you know, I, so I finished recording the podcast. I clicked the stop button and my brain offered me, well, that wasn't very good. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> every time, every single time I'll get off of this meeting. My brain will do the same thing. Oh, well, that sucked. You did something wrong. You said something wrong. You didn't say enough. You didn't explain it well enough. Whatever, whatever. But when, when I actually ask, okay, well, what do I suppose I could have done? Well, one of the things, I mean, really specifically with the podcast is I can take better notes before I just walk into my closet and start talking off the top of my head. And that's actually what I did this morning. And I was, I was curious if taking more notes would stop that voice from telling me I wasn't good enough and it didn't. <laughs> but I did actually feel a lot better about the podcast itself. And I did actually take some notes about what I wanted to tell you guys today. So being curious about what I could do or not do that would make things different has not entirely stopped the negative self-chatter, but it has led me to some ideas that are somewhat helpful, some I guess I call them action items. I mean, really specifically, I'm thinking about the taking notes, taking notes, being more prepared doesn't stop the chatter, but it is helping me think ahead of time that I am more prepared. And then when I hear the chatter, I just remember, oh, that's right. My brain's going to tell me that anyways. When you are committed to being curious instead of judgmental, it, it <laughs> speaking of closing the loop, it actually opens your loop. It's very weird how being judgmental of yourself is a closed loop. When you have decided that, for example, everything you do is not good enough, that <laughs> no matter what you've said, it wasn't enough, your brain actually is closed there. It's, it's not open for anything else. It's like, oh, okay, well, this is what happened, and this is the judgment, and, and now we're done here. And sometimes, yes, you ruminate over it, and you hear it again and again, and it feels, it feels like an open case on your desktop, but it's not. Your brain has come to a conclusion that you are not good enough. When you accept that the negative talk is going to be there, but you are curious about what you might do differently, what you might do better, what you might like to improve, why your brain is offering you these thoughts, what you can do about these thoughts, you open up that loop. The closed loop is you're not good enough. The open loop is, well, what if I am? What if, what if I'm trying to get better? What if I'm making improvements? When you are asking your brain really good questions and engaging it, trying to find helpful answers rather than why does my life suck? Because if you ask your brain that, by the way, if you ask your brain, why does my life suck? Oh, it will tell you. It will absolutely have a list of all the reasons going way back in time why your life sucks. And it's all your own darn fault. <laughs> really, trust me on this one. But when you ask your brain something like, how could I make my life better? Well, your brain's going to come up with some answers for that one too. And you might be surprised at the ways that you could make your life better. I mean, it will take your brain a little bit more time. It's a lot more automatic for your brain to offer you negativity. That is, it's actually biological. I was just reading something about this very recently, the negativity bias about how your brain is actually hardwired to find things wrong. I mean, it's, it's why we have the prefrontal cortex. We, we look for and then we solve problems. Your brain is hardwired to think of things as problems 
Because way, way back in the day, everything was, and this is kind of off topic, but I'm going to tell you, my son and I, we were baking cookies last night. And so I'm, I'm using my little melon baller scooper, you know, from Pampered Jeff to make perfectly round cookies. And my son goes, how did we survive this long? Like, as humans, we have a mechanism to make perfectly round cookies. This is where we are as a society that we need perfectly round cookies. So we devised a thing to do this. How in the world did we survive when there were saber-toothed tigers? <laughs> like, we were just so soft. You know, we have, we have these weird needs nowadays. And it was a really funny conversation. But anyways, what I was saying, what was I saying? I was talking about curiosity, closed loops, hardwired, hard negativity. That's what I was talking about. That's why we got onto cookies. Okay. But when we are curious, when we can change that we are curious about ourselves, it makes such a difference in what your brain is looking for. I know that, I mean, coming, I'm going to wrap this all up. I know that when we talk about making changes, so many of us want to go directly to doing something different, that we automatically go straight for the actions. But when we really, really want to make like results changes in our lives, we can still actually do a lot of the same things. I mean, especially if you're losing weight, going to do the same five things every single day, all the time. But you can change your, let me look at my notes, you can change your consistency, you can change your commitment, and you can change your curiosity. Actually, the four C's, but the three C's of change. And when we think about it, when we think about it like that, like you don't have to overhaul everything that's in your pantry. You don't have to change everything about you. You can simply change how you think about things. It is amazing how many changes you can bring about by changing the way you think. I mean, I know that you guys are already on board with this because, because you're here and we already talk about changing your thoughts. But when you change your thoughts in really specific ways, you will be amazed at the results you can get. And I'm actually going to tell you really quickly to wrap this up back to me because that's what I do. When I really started focusing specifically with this, this wow series that we're starting the year with, when I started working with my YouTube coach and we were developing this series and I was talking about, you know, what I wanted to do and what I was kind of expecting from myself. And I had this... I was committed and I was, I was consistent more or less. <laughs> and I had a very closed loop about, well, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll create something and then I'll, I'll wish I had done something else. <laughs> but when I came to it with the hundred percent consistency, when I was like, this entire series exists for a reason. And in fact, it is going to set up my year for the message that I am going to be talking about and what I want to do and where I'm going to go. It really changed how I thought about very specifically the thumbnails and the titles and how I'm presenting things and the things that I say in the video and what I want you to do next when you're done with the video. It changed not the way I do things, but very subtly the way I do things. And this is the real magic of changing your thoughts you're going to look at your life and you're going to feel like you're still doing the same things. Like you're still hitting your calorie targets. You're still tracking. You're still drinking your water. You're still, you know, living your life and doing your things. But when you change how consistent you are and you change your commitment and you change your curiosity, you'll be doing those things with a really different focus that will give you 
different results when I changed my, my thoughts. So far, this series, and I mean, to be fair, it's not really apples to apples. Last year, as we discussed, I had 59,000 subscribers. This year, I have almost 150. My results are very different. I mean, not just in views, though, not just in the things that can be attributed to having a larger audience. There are analytics that I look at. One of them is called the click-through rate, meaning how many people see the thumbnail versus how many people actually click on the thumbnail. My click-through rate is through the roof. It's like three times as high as it used to be. My um, audience retention, which means how long people watch the video, is like 20% higher than normal. It's, it's been phenomenal to watch my results change, even though I'm doing the same thing. I'm still putting out videos. And I mean, I know you guys know, but these are the same exercises we always do. <laughs> I know you know this. There's nothing magic about this, this series that's like so different from everything else I do. It is a lot like the way I do everything, but making subtle changes to the way I am thinking about things has made a big change in the results that I am getting in the world. This is what I have for you. And I understand that the thing that's probably, I mean, no, I don't understand. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the thing that is probably kind of tripping you up first is that 100% consistency. Like you probably feel like you're pretty 100% committed. You probably feel like you're curious, you know, curious at least most of the time. But, but is it the consistency that feels a little bit like, oh, that's going to be tough? I'm curious about that. Tell me. Tell me things. You guys, I really hope you liked that. And you know that I want to know, what are you going to change? Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll talk to you again soon. So are you totally loving this mindset work and you really want to do it like, you know, every day in order to get your goal? Then my friend, you need to join the Get Your Goal group. It is my personal and private, very interactive coaching and accountability group where every day we talk about your mindset and we get your goal. You can learn all about it at paulabfitness.com slash get dash your dash goal. I'll see you in the goal group.